KXX, 104.5 FM in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Let's take a listen to the world and national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Kellyanne Conway is warning everybody to take President Trump's threat of closing the U.S.-Mexico border seriously. You're giving those metrics. What he's looking at is that 4,000 migrants apprehended in one day recently. We're on track this month for close to 100,000. We have never seen a surge like this. During an interview with Fox News Sunday, the White House counselor said it's certainly not a bluff when asked if the president is serious about closing the border. Trump said on Friday there's a very good likelihood he'll close the entire southern border this week because Mexico is doing nothing to help stop the flow of illegal immigrants to our country. Conway said yesterday that Congress can fix the problem of immigration. Former Vice President Joe Biden is denying claims of inappropriate conduct at a campaign event in 2014. In a statement, Biden said in all his years of campaigning, he never once believed he acted inappropriately. He said he will listen respectfully to claims that he did so, but it was never his intention. He doesn't recall the accusations made by Nevada Democrat Lucy Flores the same way she does, but he noted that now is an important time when women feel they can and should relate their experiences and men should pay attention. Biden said he will, and he'll also remain a strong advocate for women. Two U.S. Marine Corps pilots are dead after the helicopter they were flying crashed near Yuma, Arizona. A statement from the Marine Corps says they were on a routine training mission as part of a weapons and tactics instructor course. The identities of the pilots are not being released until their families have been notified. The crash is under investigation. In the family of a 19-year-old Atlanta man shot and killed after knocking on the wrong door is mourning his death. Police say O'Marion Banks was returning to his apartment Friday when he knocked on the wrong door. Banks' girlfriend said they had just moved into the area and he got confused about which apartment was his. She says he called her to open the door, but when she did, he wasn't there. Daryl Burns told police he shot Banks in self-defense, but investigators determined that the shots were fired from an upstairs balcony as Banks was trying to walk away. Burns is charged with murder. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Hi, I'm Gibby the Goldfish. Do you know how much chlorine is in your everyday water that comes out of your sink or shower? Honestly, you don't want to know. Contact my water experts at Gibson's Water Care for a free home analysis. Locally owned, American-made products. Go online to gibsonswatercare.com for more information. It's Customer Appreciation Days, Wednesday and Thursday, April 3rd and 4th at Chippewa Farm Service. This Wednesday and Thursday, you can meet factory reps from Val Metal and Jamesway. Plus, you'll get customer appreciation discounts and free lunch both Wednesday and Thursday, August 3rd and 4th, starting at 11 a.m. It's the Customer Appreciation Open House, Wednesday and Thursday at Chippewa Farm Service, just north of Chippewa Falls on Highway O. For feeding, manure, or ventilation equipment or concrete work on the farm, think Chippewa Farm Service. a.m. with Scott Schultz doing the morning chores with you here at Wax 104.5. It's April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day, folks. Little snow was falling out there earlier. 
little light snow, I should say, some flurries. Even then, things are clear out in the fields right now, and that means it might be time to go out there and uh, have a look at some of the fields and start the assessment about uh, how the alfalfa made it through the winter. Bob got to talk with Dr. Dan Undersander at the University of Wisconsin. He's our state forage specialist, and uh, Dan is, I should say, and uh, he talked about assessing those stands. Today on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program, Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, is with us. And then, happy April 1st, April Fool's Day. <laughs> well, happy April Fool's to you, Bob, and Hopefully uh, nobody pulls too bad of tricks on you as we go forward today. <laughs> well, somebody I'm sure will try. Hey, let's talk about uh, something very serious, not April Fool's, is the checking our alfalfa stands. Of course, some areas we've still got enough snow we can't get out there. Some areas it's so soft we don't want to get out there. But as we do get into April now, we do want to eventually get out there and assess those stands. What are we looking for and what's going to tell us we've got a good stand? Well, there are several things we need to look at, and, and again, the first thing is, is that while some stands will be injured or damaged or killed, uh, I'm confident a lot will survive. We uh, tend to have our best winter survival in these cold winters when we've had a lot of snow cover, so there is concern and there will be some local issues, but generally I think things will be okay. The way to tell if your field is is alive and going to come out as quickly as possible is that as soon as the ground is thawed, go in and dig a few plants four to six inches deep, split the tap root open, and if that tap root is white and turgid like a potato, then that's a healthy plant, and that plant is alive at that point and, and in good shape. If, on the other hand, the plant is dehydrated, it is ropey, it is brown uh, across the entire taproot, not just a little bit of brown in the middle, uh, then that taproot is uh, is dead or dying, and uh, you can kind of look at, based on the number of plants you dug, how many are healthy and how many are not. So that's the quickest and earliest test that will tell you at the time you dug the plants if they're alive. There is still opportunity for either good growth or for death as the spring goes on based on freeze and thaws and a number of things. But uh, I would check that periodically and then check as the plant begins to grow the number of shoots that come out. That was Dr. Dan Undersander. I think we've got you back here. Uh, We had a little technical difficulty. All of a sudden, my board just went dead. Uh, That... That's disconcerting on an April Fool's morning. Oh, went dead there for a while. Sorry about that. We'll hear back from uh, Dr. Dan Undersander in a while. Then a half mile south on Owen Avenue to the farm. For all the details, call Christensen Sales, 715-223-6345. 
You can't predict when a natural disaster or emergency will strike your farm. Thankfully, Focus on Energy can help you recover and rebuild after disaster strikes. Focus on Energy is offering a 25% bonus on top of existing energy efficiency incentives to farms impacted by a natural disaster damaging their facilities. Learn more. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash farm disaster bonus. Focus on Energy, helping farmers since 2001. The hardest working people in America deserve the hardest working products. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has the hardworking automotive and hardware parts and supplies you need to keep your job moving along. Like Farm and Fleet commercial batteries with two-year warranties, now $3 off, starting at $46.99 after sale and exchange. Save $20 on an Easy 8 12-volt DC 8 gallons per minute transfer pump on sale $179.99. A 5-gallon pail of Mobile Delvac 15W40 diesel oil, $40.99 after mail-in rebate. Pick up a gallon of Bondo Lightweight Body Filler. It's $13.99. And keep your vehicle running clean with Clean Def Diesel Exhaust Fluid. A 55-gallon drum, $139.99. Press for time? Use our drive through service. Leave the heavy lifting to us. Just drive up, place your order, and we'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. It's Ace's biggest lawn and garden sale of the spring. Ace Rewards members get a $5 reward for every $25 spent on select products. So hurry into your neighborhood Ace for great deals. Well, that was a little disconcerting. As I said on an April Fool's Day... I've been informed here by uh, Alex that uh, perhaps I have such an electric personality that uh, the static might have made the board go dead for a couple of moments there. Oh, boy, Uh, that's not exactly what Alex said, but uh, something like that. Anyway, let's have a look at the morning markets on the livestock side. Cash livestock, fed beef steers are 120 to 127 and a half with mixed at 1 to 119. Fed beef heifers, 120 to 127 with mixed at 1 to 119. Fed Holstein steers, 87 to 97 with select and choice, 51 to 86 and a half. Cows, 40 to 49 and with the top selling 50 to 66. Bulls, 40 to 83. Butcher hogs, 30 to 46. Sows, the lightweights, are at 30 to 32, and the heavies, 32 to 34. Boars are 10 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are 110 to 146. Feeder lambs are 125 to 205. On the cash, uh, livestock futures market, April live cattle are at 125.70, down 82 cents. June, 119, down 62. August, 115.67, down 82. October, 116.82, down 57. Feeder cattle for April, 145.25, down 70 cents. May, 148.77, down 90 August, 156.25, down 60. September, 157.72, down 30. October, 158.25, down 12. And lean hogs for April are at 77.37. That's down $1.50. May, 81.32, down 2.35. June, 88.55, down 3.25. And July, 92.20, down 3.02. 
Having a look at some of the dairy markets, barrel cheese ended the week at 160 and a quarter, up one. 40 pound blocks, 164 and a half, down seven and a quarter. The butter side, grade double A, 225 and a half, down one and a half. The class three futures today are April 1561, down two. May 1548, down one. June 1567, up one. July 1604, up one. And those prices look to be steady through 2019. Our vision at Egg Country Farm Credit Services is to be your destination for success. For over a century, Farm Credit has built its history on making strong connections between the products and services we provide and the people who use them. Our customers, our owners. Egg Country staff has comprehensive training and a thorough understanding and commitment to agriculture, focusing on financial solutions to help build successful operations. Call us at Egg Country. We're financing agriculture for your future. Tough as a Northland with quality materials and custom made plans. Northland buildings, great styles and colors, designs of all forms. You're safe and secure, come snow, wind, or storms. Protect all you own, farm, business, or home. Northland buildings. When it comes to quality and value, a Northland building is the answer to your building needs. Farmers trust them for their tough agricultural buildings like barns and machine sheds. And if you need a garage for your vehicles, boat, or anything else, a Northland building is your best value. Not only affordable and long-lasting, they're built tough to withstand our Midwest weather. Call 800-736-4510 or see them online at northlandbuildings.com. Get a quality building at a fair price. Built tough for the Northland. a.m. here at Wax 104.5. Scott doing the morning chores with you. Let's take a look at that first round of morning new, uh, farm news. The number of U.S. A- a- the number of U.S. acres expected to be planted to corn is up in the most recent U.S. Department of Agriculture Perspectives Planning's report. The report issued Friday has the number of 2019 corn acres expected at 92.8 million acres. That's up 4%, 3.66 million acres compared with the 2018 year. Compared with last year, acreage planted is expected to be up or unchanged in 34 of the 48 estimating states. About 84.6 million acres of soybeans are expected to be planted, down 5% from last year. Compared with last year, planted acreage is down or unchanged in 26 of the 29 estimating states. And the prices farmers received for their milk rose somewhat in Wisconsin during February. The U.S. Department of Agriculture reported late last week that February's all-milk price for Wisconsin was $16.30 per hundredweight. That's $0.10 per hundredweight higher than January's price and $0.70 more than it was in February of 2018. The national all-milk price was $16.80 per hundredweight, $0.20 more than in January. 20 of the 23 major milk-producing states had increased prices, with the other three having no change in price. Iowa had the largest increase, up 50 cents to $16.80. Minnesota's price was $16.70. 
EBJ Livestock Marketing is in our area. EBJ buys calves of all sizes and breeds three days a week in the listening area. No trucking, no commissions, and your calves are paid for before they ever leave your farm. EBJ Livestock also buys and sells groups of Holstein and beef steers with HolsteinTrader.com and BeefTrader.com. The marketing team at HolsteinTrader.com reaches multi-state regions, giving them excellent buying power. So farmers, find out what your livestock are worth. Call EBJ for a competitive bid. Call them at 800-428-1429 and check them out on Facebook and at HolsteinTrader.com. Five seventeen here at Wax one hundred four point five. If you think I had troubles with this board before when it went dead on me, well, folks, that trouble is nothing compared to what that water hemp is doing out there in the countryside in our fields. It's a big problem, and it's only growing greater. Uh, Bob had the chance to talk with Rodrigo Worley of the University of Wisconsin about that issue and uh, what we can be doing to fight it. Well, as this weather continues to improve, we hope, around Wisconsin, a lot of farmers are trying to get their game plan together on how they're going to work hand-in-hand with Mother Nature and maybe do battle just a little bit. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Bob, I'll tell you what, if you have to pick a headline out from the growing season of 2018, I think many growers would agree their battle with water hemp was probably the, the headliner for many. Absolutely. Things are going to be growing. And I don't know, Pam, if you've heard that uh, forecast for this week, sunny and 80 every day this week. What do you think of that? I don't know. Which, which forecast for where are you looking, buddy? April Fool's. Uh, yep. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and yes, it won't be long before the weeds start growing. And again, these varieties of pigweed that are going to be a challenge include water hemp. Rodrigo Worley has been a busy man, one of our weed scientists at Wisconsin, talking to farmers all over the state about how to control this because it's not easy. He talked about controlling it in the the corn and soybean roll crops, and we asked him about about this weed, this water hemp and pigweed. Are they the same kind of weed, or what are they? So water hemp belongs to the pigweed or the amaranth family. There are several species uh, of amaranth around the country and around the world. In the Midwest, there are four primary ones, so water hemp, red root pigweed, smooth pigweed, and then kind of a new one to us is the, the palmer amaranth. So those are the main uh, pigweed species. The primary one that's, uh, that's causing a lot of concern, particularly in this past three years, is water hemp. So it's been, there has been this explosion of water hemp in recent years across uh, the state of Wisconsin. It's important to mention, though, that water hemp is not actually a new species to the state. It's actually native to the Midwest, but it's now becoming, again, more of a problem in row crops. And the reason being is because it has evolved resistance to several of the herbicides that we use uh, in our uh, row crop production systems. So where did it uh, come from, or what brought about its rebirth, so to speak, here in Wisconsin? Not only in Wisconsin, but across the, the Midwest, our 
corn soybean rotations and the excessive reliance on water ham- on glyphosate for post-emergence weed control. Water hemp uh, is a dioecious species, meaning it has male and female plants. Uh, male and female plants can outcross. Male plants can produce about a million grains of pollen. The female plants can produce up to a million seeds depending on plant size. Okay, so they're very prolific, and because they're very prolific and they outcross, they have high genetic diversity. So this species, they adapt extremely well uh, when we use the same system over and over. So for rotating corn and soybeans, glyphosate is our primary herbicide program. This weed is likely to adapt to those systems. We have several sites of action. We have several herbicides, but not all of them are effective. So when spraying a herbicide, we got to make sure in that tank we have effective sites of action, particularly uh, for uh, water hemp. For instance, uh, we have several products that can be used post-emergence in soybeans. Uh, commonly, we have our farmers use glyphosate in an ALS-based product, so imazetapir is a very common active ingredient. However, if you have glyphosate resistance, and from what we're learning here, we have widespread ALS resistance in the state. In that tank, we have two sites of action, but none of them are actually effective. So if you're spraying glyphosate and pursuit or extreme or thunder mass or post-emergence to establish water hemp, you're not going to get any control. So that is one thing we're trying to educate our farmers, tell them to look at the herbicide uh, toolbox there and go through what's effective and what is not effective for corn and soybean production systems. So how many options does that leave us then for what is going to be effective? Okay, that's an outstanding question. Uh, Waterham continues uh, to evolve. Resistance here in the state, we have confirmed resistance to ALS, PPOs, uh, and glyphosate. So basically, when you look at that post-emergence weed control in soybeans, if you're in a Roundup Ready to Yield system or conventional system, becomes very difficult. So in that scenario, in terms of post-emergence weed control in soybeans, you got to start looking at your trace, your Liberty Link, or your Extend. In your Liberty, you can use glufosinate or Liberty. And in an Extend system, uh, you can use Dicamba. And we have recently received news that the Enlist trait is fully approved. So now you can also use 2,4-D. So we have the growth regulators, Dicamba, 2,4-D, and then you have the contact herbicide Liberty, which are actually effective options for post-emergence. But one thing that farmers got to be looking at is that pre-emergence herbicide program. From our surveys, we're learning that about half of our farmers are trying to control weeds with a one-pass post-emergence. And when you have water hemp, that is very challenging. So a recommendation is a two-pass program. You put a pre-emergent herbicide uh, with multiple effective modes of action. We do have effective tools there. You have group 15 herbicides. You have group 14 herbicides, you have group 3 herbicides, so you have several options that can be used as part of a pre-program. So we tell them, pick a program with multiple effective modes of action, put that pre down, and then three to four weeks uh, after that pre-application starts counting your field, and once you see the water hand breaking through, come with a post-program and consider the addition of a group 15 layered approach. The challenge with water hemp, which is different from the other species we struggle with, is that water hemp has this very extended emergence window. So if the canopy is not closed, you're going to see water hemp coming through. So that's why we recommend it. We recommend this layered approach with soil residual activity through canopy closure. Because once the canopy is closed, then the crop is doing its job suppressing any water hemp uh, that's yet to come. So again, corn, soybean, if farmers are struggling with water hemp, we truly encourage them to look into a two-pass system, a pre-emergent with residual, an early post with additional layered residual activity for both corn and soybeans. So this has to be something you've identified the year before so that you go in there pre-emergent so you don't want to go in there just guessing that you might have water hemp. 
That is absolutely right. So we always challenge uh, our farmers, you know, to pay attention to what's happening to their fields when they're combining it, because that's the best time to be making plans for the for the next growing season. One thing that I want to bring up, though, is that we've heard several reports of uh, when combines come through, you know, they come from other areas, so they might bring seeds. Uh, we've had uh, this, you know, snow melting real quick and a lot of water movement across our field. So that's a way that seeds can come from one field to another. So it's important that you pay attention to what's happening in the landscape around you, not only in your field, because it's nearly impossible preventing seeds from coming to the ground if you have equipment moving, if you have birds moving, if you have water moving, and so on. Okay, so pay attention to what's happening to your field, but also nearby. And, and if you notice the presence of water hemp last year, uh, we encourage farmers to take a proactive approach. Start now, it might be a bigger investment up front, but I can guarantee you, you pay in the long run because if you struggle with water hemp for one or two years, you let those plants go to seed, you're going to have that weed seed established in that seed bank. And that seed bank, you know, that seed is going to be in that seed bank for five to six years. So investing now uh, becomes a long-term investment. As we uh, look at, at the water hemp, again, different varieties that we have, so to speak, is it easy to identify, are they all, all the varieties basically look alike? Are there differences here? So it's easy to identify that uh, we've got water hemp and uh, not some of the other varieties? The main thing you got to look at when you want to tell water hemp apart from the other pigweeds that we have from your smooth and redwood pigweed is to look at the stem of the plant. If that stem has no hairs, if it has no hairs, then that's an indicator that you don't have the red root or the smooth pigweed. It's a good indicator that you may have water hemp, particularly if that patio, which is the structure that connects the stem to the leaf blade, is short. And if you have a long and narrow leaf blade, that's a good indicator of water hemp. The other good indicator, if you sprayed your post program your glyphosate or ALS chemistry or your PPO and you see a lot of regrowth or you see plants surviving that is another indicator because we don't have resistance to those herbicides in the other pigweed so if you're spraying the full label rate at the right plant size and those plants are thriving okay and they're growing back it's an indicator that you may be dealing with water happen there and as uh, you mentioned, once the, the beans canopy, they will control it. In corn, pretty much uh, the same thing? Same idea. They say that the best herbicide program is shade or no light, but it takes a while for that crop to close that canopy. So any agronomic practices you can adopt, particularly in the soybeans, you know, if you can plant earlier, if you can do narrow row spacing to achieve canopy sooner, you're going to help out the herbicide program tremendously. The reason why we use herbicides is because we want to control the weeds through canopy. So if we can help our herbicides the other way around promoting canopy, that's a win-win. And that is the, the last talk I'm going to go through today, which is looking at integrated approaches. Uh, we have had uh, several reports of resistance. They continue to increase. We haven't had a new herbicide side of action for nearly 30 years now. So fighting resistance with herbicide alone is, n alone is not going to be a sustainable strategy. So we got to start thinking a little bit outside the jug. And here in Wisconsin, our farmers do a really good job in that sense. They rotate. We have corn, soybean rotations, but alfalfa, uh, we bring alfalfa to our rotations. Okay, you have that the perennial crop established for three to four years. As long as you do a good job managing that alfalfa, that helps you tremendously with water hemp management, but also giant ragweed management. Mm -hmm. Okay, and ragweed is another big problem in the state. So bringing alfalfa to the system, diversifying our crop rotation is a good uh, thing to do. The other thing is tillage. Whether you, you know, 
we're all for no-till. Uh, we want to adopt no-till as much as we can, but tillage does have a place. So every now and then, incorporating those seeds deeper than the four inches helps because then that seed cannot germinate. So again, part of an integrated approach. The other thing one can look at is interrow cultivation. There's been some studies conducted at Minnesota where they put a pre-emergent herbicides in all plots, and then in half of the plots they put a post-emergent herbicide program, and in the other half they did an interwell cultivation. At the right time, they obtained similar levels of control. So anything and everything that we can do to go away and take some of that selection pressure away from herbicides is a good thing. And the last one I want to talk about is uh, cover crops. There's been a lot of interest mm -hmm. in cover crops, particularly uh, cereal rye after crop harvest. Research has uh, shown is that if you have a good stand of a cereal rye, that cereal rye tends to suppress the number of pigweeds that are going to come up next week and also tends to delay the emergence pattern. So if you have fewer plants and you have a wider window because that emergence is delayed, that helps your herbicide be more effective. So none of this alone are solutions. However, when you incorporate them with your herbicide program, this is when you get the best uh, of both worlds. But in Wisconsin, how fast is it spreading? In which direction is it spreading? From south to north, east to west? Where is it going? I would say it's all around right now. Uh, we had more kind of in the southern part of the state, uh, but from our recent maps, it's all over. Okay, so we have, if I'm not mistaken here, roughly 60 counties where the presence, where we have the presence. So it, it's around us. Certainly is. We only have 72 counties. So again, water hemp is there, but the tools are there thanks to folks and researchers like Rodrigo Worley taking a look at water hemp and how to control it in our fields here in Wisconsin. With Rodrigo Worley, Extension Weed Specialist, I'm Bob Bosold. You know, these folks don't have capes or superpowers, but they are heroes. They are Wisconsin organ donors. I'm Pam Yankee. By becoming a donor, it's not just that you become a hero. It's your legacy. It's the lives you touch. Al Reich from Barneveld lost his wife in 2001. Her organ donations touched more than 50 lives, including a young father in Kentucky. Well, lo and behold, her kidney, a doctor said he'd never seen a match like that. It matched every single way, 100%. And uh, he had three little kids, and my oldest daughter said, you know, you know, she was 40 at the time, so it was tough for her to lose her mother, but it would be really hard knowing that you were only eight years old. Al Wright from Barneveld. You too can be a hero and leave a legacy that touches lives. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. It's 5.31 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. I have Rocky on over at Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning, Jeff. And uh, happy April Fool's Day to you. I guess we can say that happy April Fool's Day. I guess, yeah. I guess. As long yeah. as you keep it nice, right? Yeah. And <laughs> Rocky actually brought up the idea that, well... Somebody, you know, says I think somebody might have been playing a good April Fool's joke on me with the board before, and uh, maybe it is haunted in here. I don't know. <laughs> Bob isn't here, so you know, Bob's always here one way or the other. So, tell us yep. what's going on over there, Rocky. 
Uh, thanks, Scott. Good morning, everyone. This is how the market shaped up uh, last week at Premier Livestock. Uh, we did sell over 2,800 head on the fed cattle, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 87 to 94.50. Low choice select, 75 to 86. Choice B steers and heifers traded from 112 to 129 and a quarter. Uh, market cows did sell, like we know, a lot lower last week. Uh, high yielding cows, very few, bringing 47 to 55. Most of the cows traded 35 to 46. Market bulls high yielding 65 to 80, topped at 85. Lower yielding bulls below 60. Organic market cattle sold on Mondays, high yielding cows 56 to 72. Lower yielding cows 42 to 55. Newborn Holstein bull calves selling from 35 to 165 dollars per head. So a lot of them Holstein bull calves bringing 140 to 160 on them top ones. Beef calves 125 to 340. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 85. This week at Premier we got two dairy cattle auctions. Uh, we got and they're open to consignments. It'll be Wednesday and Friday. Uh, Wednesday, we got six dairy herd dispersals. We got three Holstein herd dispersals, all AI herds, all these herds being over 40 years of AI breeding, uh, family farms, uh, top cows milking 90 to 125. We also have three organic dairy herd dispersals, uh, going to be Holstein, Jersey, and Jersey Cross. Uh, one herd's on test with the top organic cows milking 70 to 90 pounds. Then Friday, another dairy cattle auction, uh, both these dairy cattle auctions start at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, we got two big herds Friday, uh, freestall parlor herds, herd number one. We got 150 registered Holstein cows, homebred uh, all the way through here, guys. 40 years of AI breeding, going to be parlor freestall cows. They're going to be milking in the 70s. Uh, low cell count, uh, for, like I said, 40 plus years of AI breeding, top sires used. Uh, the herd also includes many fancy springing heifers. There's a full catalog online, um, so check that out. Uh, herd number two we get 100 holstein and crossbred cows parlor freestall uh homegrown feed here we also have a load of hand-picked parlor freestall cows plus many more questions call us at premier 715-229-2500 like i said two dairy sales this week wednesday and friday lots more information on our website check that out that'll be at premier livestock and auctions.com and scott that's how it's shaped up thanks a lot for that and i think we'll talk with you again wednesday all right, have a good one. You too, Rocky. Rocky over at Premier Livestock. And it's April Fool's. That doesn't mean we have to have snow. Does it, Drew, over at Skywarn 13? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, a little bit of snow doesn't hurt anybody, I guess. But, yeah, many locations uh, early this morning waking up to a few flurries here or there. Nothing major, but, uh, you know, you might see a little bit of light accumulation on your windshield or, you know, around your sidewalks, but not expecting a major impact at all from this morning's event. And in many cases, the snow is actually beginning to taper off. Temperatures in the 30s right now are actually going to warm up a bit more comfortable this afternoon to the mid and upper 40s. Now, that's still a little bit below average for the first day of April, but it's a huge improvement over the weekend. Again, many locations, especially in the Chippewa Valley, only seeing highs in the 30s for this weekend. It will remain mostly cloudy through the rest of the day as well. Now, overnight, another system arrives late. It could bring some light snow or at least some wet weather to parts of western Wisconsin, and then that's going to linger into the early part of Tuesday. A front makes its way through on Tuesday afternoon. That's going to bring another chance at seeing some light rain, maybe a storm here or there. 
Not expecting any severe weather. Highs will be in the 50s before tomorrow, and it'll be quite breezy. Looking ahead, temperatures will remain in the upper 40s and low 50s. Or yeah, excuse me, upper 40s, low 50s. Wednesday and through the rest of the work week. Now, looking ahead to next weekend, it really starts to warm up. We could see some wet weather, but the big story is going to be temperatures potentially in the low and even mid-60s. If we do hit the 60s in Eau Claire, that would be the first time in 2019 that we have hit 60 degrees. You have to go back to October of last year. That's the last time temperatures were in the 60s. It's currently 31 degrees with overcast sky, maybe a flurry still lingering around in Eau Claire. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Drew Williams. Thank you much, Drew. You Keep bet, that Scott. snow off our windshields, please. Okay, and, and be careful. Uh, make sure nobody April Fool's pranks you today. Yeah, uh, that wouldn't happen to me, would it? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Drew Williams over at Skywarn 13. Let's have a look at some of the local news. Chippewa Falls police say they don't know how a man ended up in his, inside his car in the Chippewa River. Rescue crews pulled the man's body from the river yesterday morning. They found his car about 150 yards downstream from the Pump House Road landing. Police say the high water level on the river made the recovery that much more difficult. The man who admitted to killing, uh, kidnapping Jamie Kloss and killing her parents is heading to, to a new jail. Barron County Sheriff... Chris Fitzgerald said Jake Patterson will spend the next month or so in the Dunn County Jail. Patterson is facing life in prison for murder and kidnapping. He's due to be sent to prison in late May. Believe it or not, it's time to once again vote in Wisconsin. Tomorrow's election day. Voters across the state will pick everything from a new Supreme Court justice to school boards and local leaders. There are also dozens of tax questions on local ballots. Prosecutors in Marathon County are looking at an animal cruelty charge against a 19-year-old who say they said they starved uh, his father's cows. Deputies found the cows late last week near a, a farm near in Norrie. They then quickly arrested 19-year-old Joshua Litz. He was supposed to be caring for the cows, but investigators said he was intentionally starving them. The Brewers team could be exciting to watch. The Milwaukee Brewers beat the St. Louis Cardinals 5-4 to yesterday on a Kristen Yelich walk-off double. Yelich smacked the ball to left center and drove in Ben Gamel and Lorenzo Kane in the bottom of the ninth. The Brewers will take on the Cincinnati Reds again tonight. If you're a dairy farmer, you know spring is just around the corner. And you know never to underestimate how changes in the environment will affect your cows. VES systems are specially designed and scientifically proven to maximize cow comfort, moving fresh air through the barn to increase production and cow health. But don't take their word for it. Paul Fetzer of Fetzer Farms had this to say about their VES system. We power ventilated with VES's system. The growth rate, the performance of those animals throughout the year, whether it's hot in the summer or cold in the winter, has been just fantastic. Could you your farm benefit from an increase in production and cow health? Visit their brand new website to see how your farm can profit from the precision control of a VES system at VESenviro.com. That's VESenviro.com. VES is a forward-thinking company with innovative products and designs. Call them today at 715-720-0800. That's 715-720-0800. VES Environmental Solutions, creating comfort for all breeds. Five. 
5.39 a.m. as we continue the morning chores here at Wax 104.5. Let's go over to Mark Coger at Equity Altoona to find out how the week ended at that sales barn. And then we'll hear from Jerry Fitzgerald at Stratford Equity. Swiss Beasters and Heifers selling from $1 to $1.24. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 85 to 88. Choice Holstein steers, 80 to 85. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 80 and down. 20% of the slaughter cows here on Thursday selling from 46 to 52, we top to 53. 60% of the cows selling from 36 to 46, with 20% of the cows selling 36 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls, excuse me, here on Thursday selling from 65 to 75. We topped at 82 on a high yielding Angus bull. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up here on Thursday selling from 50 to $150 per head. Your fancy beef calves selling from $125 to $325 per head with the light and poor quality calves selling $50 per head. And one quick reminder, next special feeder sale here at the Altoona Market will be Friday, April the 12th. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market. That number is 715-835-3104. Now, this is Mark Coger from Equity Altoona Auction Market. Have a great day. Thank you, Mark. And we have Jerry Fitzgerald on over at Stratford Equity. He's getting ready for all of his April Fool's jokes. How are you doing, Jerry? Well, Scott, and a very good morning to you. We're doing real well. Uh, I'd like to tell you that it's 80 degrees over here, but that would be an April Fool's. So, no, it's rather chilly here, about 22. So, uh, anyway, you guys got a little warmer. But, no, we turn the calendar uh and I like what Drew was talking about for next week, 60 degrees. Now, that's not an April Fool, is it? That wasn't an April Fool's joke. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> no, so anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, yep. Again, uh, it's going to be an interesting marketing week again after all the uh, ups and downs from last week. So uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. So anyway, uh, a lot of stuff going on in April, so we'll see here. It's always an interesting month. It is. So tell us how it's going over there, Jerry. All right, uh, Scott, thank you very much, and a good morning to everyone. And uh, this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. And uh, first of all, of course, on Monday morning here, we will get underway this morning at 9.30 a.m. with overnight delivered market cows. Also selling this morning will be the fat cattle and bulls. Around the 11 o'clock hour, we will get to the baby calves. And then, of course, this afternoon, we'll finish up the rest of the market cattle. That will be the schedule for today, Monday here. Tomorrow, Tuesday, busy day here in Stratford. We do uh, get underway the, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with the hay auction. Again, uh, we do have a nice selection of hay for you folks here, including small squares, uh, hay, uh, big, big round bales, or smaller round bales, large, large square bales, and we also have another consignment of oatledge. So, uh, again, a good selection of hay, and I know folks are looking for hay here, so we'll have a good selection for you folks tomorrow. Again, that'll be at 10 a.m. Uh, moving ahead to 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the, uh, the beginning of the market auction, and at 12 noon tomorrow will be the the uh, dairy sale here. That will be in Stratford this week. Again, a noontime start for that dairy sale tomorrow. Moving ahead to Wednesday, uh, market auction on Wednesday does start at 10 a.m., of course. And then on, uh, at uh, 12 noon this week will be the special bread beef cow and feeder cattle sale. And we do have uh, uh, several bread beef cows already on that consignment list for that sale at 12 noon on Wednesday. Again, featuring bread beef cows and feeder cattle and a Thursday regular market auction, of course, on Thursday. So a busy week coming up here in Stratford again, folks. Uh, all this info is on our website, uh, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page and uh, phone number 
and of course, uh, very changeable market conditions, as we certainly witnessed last week. So, uh, uh, again, folks, if you're uh, planning on selling, especially cows, maybe you want to call ahead and see what the trends are looking like uh, earliest Monday morning. But again, we'll be back here tomorrow morning to give the folks an update on current current market prices uh, from today's activity. So, hopefully, things will improve on the cow market, but. Uh, Short term, I don't think that's really going to be happening because, boy, there's a lot of issues in Nebraska and Iowa, and it's certainly uh, certainly of much concern for the folks around here also. Yep, we don't want to have what they have, do we? No, I mean, it is very serious, and I know a, a lot of those uh, a lot of those uh, animals are coming to market uh, much earlier than expected, of course, and the fatalities, it's just very tragic, but at least... It's uh, horrible. I've been watching, and what a great response from the Midwest. They're shipping hay down there. So people uh, in Wisconsin and the Midwest certainly have to be commended for their for their efforts because I know a lot of people around here are making sacrifices because they're short yeah. of hay also. So it's, right. uh, we have to work together and get through all this. But anyway, well, Scott, you enjoy the day, and we will uh, be here, like I said, tomorrow morning. Give the right. folks an update and enjoy the day. Uh, you too. I guess. Maybe a chance, what do you say, a little bit of snow maybe or little something? Little flurries or something, that's about it. Oh, we'll that'll be, it. Mother Nature has just given her, her share of April. <laughs> that's right, her, her April Fool's joke. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford Equity. We'll be looking at uh, talking with Michelle over at Tureen Livestock after this. We'll make your building tough as a Northland. Quality materials and custom-made plans. Northland Buildings. Great styles and colors, designs of all forms. You're safe and secure come snow, wind, or storms. Protect all you own, farm, business, or home. Northland Buildings. When it comes to quality and value, a Northland building is the answer to your building needs. Farmers trust them for their tough agricultural buildings like barns and machine sheds. And if you need a garage for your vehicles, boat, or anything else, a Northland building is your best value. Not only affordable and long-lasting, they're built tough to withstand our Midwest weather. Call 800-736-4510 or see them online at northlandbuildings.com. Get a quality building at a fair price. Built tough for the Northland. Looking to buy a new car? With True Price from True Car, you can know the exact price you'll pay for the car you want and see what other people paid for it too. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And we have Michelle on at Tureen Livestock here at 5.46 a.m. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Scott. Tell us what what's all going on over there. Give us good news. All right, I will. I'll tell you all about last week. Coming up the week of March 25th at Terrain Livestock Market. In the Swedish market for the week, we topped at 55 and a half. 84% of the cows, so from 36 and above. Utilities were 46 to 52. Canners and cutters, 35 to 44. In the Holstein Fair Market Choice and Prime, 82 to 91. 
selects for 80 and down. For beef tips, steers, and heifers, choice and prime, 87 to 124, selects for 82 and down. In the bull market, high-yielding beef tips came in at 62 to 75 with the utilities at 60 and down. In the real place and calf market, good quality hosting bull calves sold from 55 to $145 per head. Lighter and lower quality calves, $25 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were $0.25 cents to $1 per pound. Beef calves, $1 to two eighty dollars per pound. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 33 to 36 says 25 to 37 Boars for 17 and a half and down. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with cattle at 5 p.m. If you have a question or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And, of course, check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the future and livestock, your family owned an upper market. Have a great day. Thank you, ma'am. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Sounds good. Take care. What a winter it has been. Focus on Energy is here to help get through the winter and the remnants of it. Heather Fagum joins us now, and Heather is a Focus on Energy program manager in agriculture schools and a government program located in Chippewa Falls. And uh, Heather, Focus on Energy is ready to step up and help farmers, not just with electrical, but other challenges. What kind of help is Focus on Energy offering to farmers? Yeah, as you said, Bob, we have had a doozy of a winter here in Wisconsin, and Focus on Energy is here to help with energy savings, but also we see that there's a need with all the farms that have um, had some disasters and barns collapse and whatnot. We are hoping to help with a 25% bonus on any energy savings products that you install when you're rebuilding your barn. So we really want those farmers to get back on their feet, help them install the most efficient equipment possible, and give them some extra incentives uh, to make that happen. What are the details? Who qualifies and what are the terms we're looking at here, Heather? All agribusiness customers do qualify if you are a part of a participating utility. So the utility that you work with does have to um, work with Focus on Energy. Really, we just want you to tell us your story. Tell us that you had a disaster, what happened when it happened. Uh, there's an application out on the website, and you do need to apply before June 1st to get this 25% bonus. And then complete any projects. I know people are antsy to get rebuilding, so complete any projects and submit all of your paperwork by November 30th of 2019. And we do have staff that can help you uh, work through that paperwork, make sure you get everything you need, make sure you have qualifying equipment and the most energy efficient possible with your new new barn. How do we get in touch with that staff, Heather? We have a phone number. Do we have a website? How do we do it? We have both. Yep. You can go to focusonenergy.com backslash agribusiness, or you can give us a call at 888-947-7828. June 1st isn't that far away. It's not. That's right. And I, I know people are definitely wanting to rebuild and already in the process. So make sure to uh, give us a call, get your bonus locked in and work with our energy advisors. Sometimes the most valuable part is just talking with one of our energy advisors, getting their ideas for how you can save money. If you put in an LED light, you're going to save $100 every year for the next 15 to 20 years for the life of that fixture. So the savings here really aren't just the 25% bonus, but it'll continue on for the life of your barn. So find out more about it. Contact the folks at Focus on Energy to get help with your energy needs on your farm and the great, great programs they have now to get us through 
this winter disaster season. Heather Fagum with us, Focus on Energy Program Manager, located in Chippewa Falls. And let's take a look at those grain markets. July corn is at 368, up two. July oats, 274, up five. July soybeans, 903, up three. Soybean meal for July, 311.20. That's a ton. That's up a dollar twenty. And July wheat, 462, down one. Country elevator prices on the corn side. Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 324. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, all are at 296. Osseo is at 298. Stevens Point, 305. Elk Mound, 310. Sparta, 307. Ellsworth, 288. Boyceville, 322. Stanley, 319. And New Richmond, 316. Soybeans, Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo all are at 790. Stevens Point is at 779. Elk Mound at 809. Sparta at 789. And Ellsworth is at 790. And as I said before, you know, Bob is over there in Holland with the crew, with his tour crew, doing the farm uh, farm tour. And uh, he sent a report over this morning already. We are traveling with our Wax Holiday Vacations farm tour through the Netherlands and Belgium. We haven't gotten anywhere near Belgium yet because we're still in the Netherlands or Holland. And we got folks traveling with us, Butch and Shirley Durfus, from over in the Stratford-Marshfield area. And uh, Butch, you've been in Europe before, but have you ever been to the Netherlands before? Never before, nope. So what do you think of it so far? We spent a lot of time in Amsterdam, a lot of water. You betcha. We've seen a lot of interesting sights and, you know, beautiful area. As we got here, the first thing we know, we saw some of their history with the, the wooden shoes and the canals yeah, uh, and uh, some of those old mills. Yeah, they're fantastic, you know, pretty good size. They're all kept up real great and pretty area. And as far as the, the engineering in those yeah. mills, as far as what they do, they're still active mills oh, producing yeah. product. Yes, they are. They're all running yet, you know. They redo them every so often, keep them right up to where they belong. No, we also saw a dairy farm. That was kind of interesting. Very interesting. It's a floating dairy farm. It's basically, they keep it afloat. Well, everything's afloat here with the water they got, but the paddocks and everything else. Yep, you're right there. Yeah, it was a beautiful farm. Milking our uh, merry-go-round. Over 100 head, they milk them in an hour, which is pretty fantastic. Not bad weather to deal with cows over here either. Not bad at all. All right. right. Found your favorite beer yet? Well, we we tried a couple. They're pretty good. Still got more to try. (laughs) You bet. All right. Thanks, Butch Butch and Shirley with us from over in the Marshfield area, the Durfuses. Also, the Steasels are with us from down in the Cataract area, Clarice and uh, Jim. And Clarice, this your first trip to Europe? Uh, no, actually, we went to Germany with our son's football team when he played at Platteville, but this is our first time in Holland. What do you think of it? Um, I've been, just totally enjoyed it so far. Um, both of my great-grandparents were born in Holland, so one of my main things was to come over and see the windmills and some of the history and everything, and the windmills were amazing for me. They really were. And uh, today with the canals in Amsterdam, and all the bikes, I mean, it's just, you can't believe it until you see it. It's just all the, the, the way that people travel here on their bicycles and through the waters on the canal is really amazing. Yeah, I've never seen so much water and so much people living on water as they do here. Yeah, that's true. It's amazing, yep. As far as uh, the Anne Frank home being from 
the Netherlands and uh, family, that uh, has to hit home too a little bit, knowing that what happened here because of uh, World War II. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, a couple times in there, I kind of had to walk away a couple things. So, But yeah, it was kind of emotional. You got yeah. a lot of fun things yet to do. You ready? Oh, I'm ready, yeah. All right, well, this is. Jim is also with us. And, uh, Jim, one of the first things we did uh, the first day in the afternoon was visit that dairy farm. Describe what we saw and what it was all about. Well, it's a lot different than we have at home. They just run pasture mainly and, and grass. They, uh, they raise very little corn. What corn they do have, they have to bring it in because the ground is so wet, so much peat in it, that nothing will really grow other than grass. So they got fantastic pastures. They're just, <laughs> you couldn't ask for better grassy pastures for them to eat on, and there's thousands of acres on this one guy farm that you could see, and they, they switch them from lot to lot every so many weeks and just keep moving them on. And while it's so much different than us in many ways, it's still the same. The milk price isn't worth a darn over here. And they got challenges like we do. They've got as many challenges as maybe more than we do because they can only have so many head. Uh, his farm is allotted for, like I believe it was 90 head, and that's all he can have. After that, he has to put them to market. Boy, I'll tell you, he's got a 26-head carousel parlor with uh, 80, 90 cows. Doesn't take long to milk them that way. That's pretty good work. <laughs> Twice a day. It takes me about an hour. Not a bad deal. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Jim. All right, the Steasels from down in the cataract area. Randy Knapp is with us. Of course, Randy's been uh, Chippewa County Agricultural Agent for a long time before he retired. And, Randy, you were the livestock and dairy agent. What did you think of that operation? Well, it was quite an operation. You know, and one of the things that uh, we, had, we learned about that is the number of regulations that they had over here. It was already mentioned that he, you know, he gets so many cows and he had, only could have two, two animals per hectare like this and if he gets any more then he has to get rid of them or he has to sell them so some of the regulations and that's all about the environment and how we had to keep the songbirds so much land for the songbirds which make the fox <laughs> and with the water the ducks and so there's a lot of biodiversity over here that you we don't see in the states uh, because some of them don't do the regulations yeah the environmental regulations are much tougher but you got to figure where those farms are, they're actually below sea level. Well, they are. They're below sea level, and, and that's one reason they raised the, you know, just, just grass. You know, and they say, if you know, people ask about digging a well. If you dig a well, you dig a hole, you get water because there's water every place around here. Mm -hmm. You know, every and it is interesting to watch in, in like Amsterdam where they have the uh, have the, uh, the canals, and then the streets were actually filled in to make make the streets. They used to be canals. Uh, so. Uh, we're all below sea level. Everything around here is water, and they do a lot with their water board to keep the levels, you know, to whether not too high or too low. They want them to like a certain level, so there's there's a water board that watches all of that. Yeah, the environment is tough. So you enjoyed it so far? Yeah, I have. I've uh, I really like the windmills. I always thought they were just there to ground flour. I didn't realize they ground pigment for paints. That some of the uh, the artists of the golden age that they refer to over here, the Rembrandts and Da Vinci's, used in their painting mm -hmm. like that, and. In the end, Frank, uh, that's just the stark uh, remembrance of uh, what World War II is about. Yeah. You get home, you look at those Rembrandts on your wall a little different, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, look, I'll be looking at the, the reprints a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Knapp, again, Chippewa Falls, traveling with us as we continue through the Netherlands, and then it's on to Belgium. And here we are in Holland. I'm Bob Bosold. That sounds like a great time, mixing some culture with some farming. I'll see you tomorrow. This is Scott wrapping up the morning chores on Wax 104.5. What are the top three things that employees want these days? A good livable wage. Yep. Flexibility of hours? Sure. And a clean environment and fun place to work come up, right? 
But do you know what's the fastest growing benefit at work millennials want? Free health care. Yep, that's right. Free health care. And that's what you get at Grassland Dairy. You get a good wage, great benefits package, including a week of vacation at 90 days and a huge profit sharing. Positive work atmosphere? Check. But the biggest benefit is free health care. If you'd like free dental, health and life insurance, go to grassland.com. Click on careers and it will tell you all about the positions that are open. Hit the apply now link and fill out a super easy application. That's it. Pretty simple. Remember, Grassland Dairy produces about one third of America's butter consumed and has been family owned since 1904. Check out a welcoming video or learn more about the positions available at grassland.com. Grassland Butter, a better brand. Find your fun at Saco Sports Center from scooters to ski boats and everything in between. If you're into boating, check out the world-class lineup, Lund and Crestliner Fishing Boats, Bennington Pontoons, Starcraft and Hurricane Deck Boats, and Mastercraft Ski Boats. If you're into power sports, motorcycles, ATVs, side-by-sides, the best brands are at Zacco Sports, Honda, Yamaha, Indian, and CF Moto. Find your fun and award-winning customer service at Zacco Sports. 